0: what's up people I'm Tap
1: Jesus we are back with another uncomfortable conversation I am your host Tap Jesus
2: I have an amazing show for you today
1: amazing 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 feels good to be back I've been on a bit of a hiatus um had a baby
2: that's been wild um so I took a little bit of a break from the interviews. Chrissy got me back in the swing of things. I got another great interview lined up for next week, and a couple other more in the future.
1: You guys are gonna really, really love. But before we get into our wonderful guest tonight, Grifties.com, G-R-I-F-T-I-E-S.com.
2: Go vote for your favorite grifter. Um, I think somebody Brooklyn Defiant Dad Brooklyn Dad Defiant was exposed today for, uh,
1: being a paid Democrat operative. Fifty k or something like that. Amazing, amazing. So he's uh,
2: currently ranked. Uh, if I check the app right now, um,
1: yeah, he's moving up in the rankings. Um, let, me check, let me check his official ranking on my phone here.
2: Uh, last time I checked, it was 83. He's up to 80 now. In the lead, we have Black Lives Matter. Number two, we have Chance Lunsford. Number three, we have AOC. Number four, we have Dr. Fauci. Number five, we have Kamala Harris. Coming up fast is Meghan Markle at number six. Number seven, we have The Lincoln Project. Number eight, we have White Leftists number nine teachers union number 10 bill gates coming up close on bill gates is behind is none other than andrew cuomo you guys can go nominate people go vote at grifties.com very very fun app if you haven't seen our award show the grifties just type in grifties it'll pop right up we have a youtube channel dedicated that we just released our latest state of the grift every month we drop a state of the grift and bring you uh who we highlighted as the grifter of the month or the state of the grift from our president
1: president do dubs let so make sure i go get uh subscribe to the grifties channel without further ado further to do i have a wonderful guest to bring you today the incomparable the sensational the Comedic and often hilarious. Chrissy, mad. Chrissy, what's up? Are you there? I think Chrissy froze. So, going really to come back to me, figure out. I think her cat may have knocked her internet out. Oh,
2: it just did some funny shit to me. <laughs> Now you guys only see. I'm not going to adjust it because then I have to adjust it. She comes back on screen. Um, this is what I get for being lazy and doing this thing through Zoom instead of my
1: usual OBS channels, which require me to do a little bit extra work.
2: Yeah, stated the griff. In the meantime, we're going to wait
0: for her to get back in here.
1: What's today? No, no, no. What's today, Tuesday? Yeah, today is Tuesday. Make sure y'all tune in on Thursday. Hotest been told you. We got some amazing things to talk about for that show. Um, run through those topics really fast. Uh, Swiss Beats and Timberland looks like they signed a deal with Versus. Uh, Papa John's be dropping an N-bomb start coming to America movie obviously we got to talk about the royal family and all the debacle going on with that that's been wild Uh, Drake dropped a new album I'm not going to listen to it all-star basketball game
0: Uncle Hotep's mom got uh, got the COVID shot
1: oh Rita what's up Rita Rita was looking absolutely delicious yesterday on the stream with her new tan. If you guys don't know, every Monday we publicize our Monday meeting with the Jean Claude Project. Same channel right here, building an awesome, awesome new destination for entrepreneurs. Somebody said NYC internet been shitty for the last couple of weeks. Really? Is that where Chrissy's from? Is she from, is she from NY? That, that John Core project will be launching within the next two weeks.
2: We have a lot of great content coming. That there's an internet outage. I can't really drop links on mobile, but I know my fellow wrenchmen, uh, wrenchman, <laughs> Richman, have your back. All, all good, Sketch. All good. You can only see half my screen, yes. That is because I'm waiting for our guest to come back online. Let's see. She says she's in a waiting room.
0: Let's see. What did that do? What did that do to my screens? You're back.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm like, I can't believe I didn't think of it myself. It's really ingenious and hilarious and... It's, I want to know about all the interesting ways. Like, like, how do you find out that people get paid? Like, how did you find out that Brooklyn dad guy got paid?
2: Uh, somebody did some snooping on opensecret.org. Uh, apparently, it's this website that uh, discloses how much people are getting paid. Or, you know, wow. I guess from whatever political leanings, what have you. Um, and that's how that got exposed. I don't have a time in my day to be sniffed up on people, other people's asses. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for the compliment. Um, we're going to have, that's going to be an annual award show. Maybe you should present an award next year.
3: Oh my God, I would love to. Any kind of like woman victimy type award, uh, I would love. Or any kind of anti-comedy thing would be great.
2: Yeah, maybe we can do like a cancel culture award. I know last year we did uh, Female Grifty. Um,
3: <laughs> a grif- The debts. They could be like a, a kick line.
2: <laughs> the debts. <griftettes. laughs> Maybe somebody should go uh, nominate Chrissy for a grifty.
3: I've been called a grifter for sure. I've been you- called. And I'm like, where is all this money I'm supposed to be making off of whom? Yeah. I've been uh, called a conservative mouthpiece so much. And by friends. Those are just good friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah.
2: Have you always been a Republican conservative?
3: no not at all it's been kind of a 180 i graduated college like super lefty super feminist super like not needing or like wanting a man like the whole thing um i don't know and and now looking back i'm like man i feel like i was duped and i think part of it might have been like my friends and uh like i don't know maybe my parents could have helped fill in the gaps a little bit more but i think I'll, like it's definitely so so trendy like definitely on the northeast like definitely the east coast to to just like it's cool to not even think about having being married and having kids like to to even entertain those ideas is mm. to be considered like lame or like not chasing your dreams somehow
2: mm.
0: uh,
3: and, and there just weren't enough cool examples of like women kind of doing both
0: like uh-huh.
3: i i don't know it's it's almost like my peers were kind of teaching me like well if you and it's almost like you can't even figure out if you want to get married and be a mom because you're being just like completely overwhelmed with messages of like no you shouldn't you shouldn't want to do that if you're smart if you're good at anything you know if you if you want any kind of a career you should not want to get married and have kids so it's like oh i i want to think i'm smart i want to think that i want to pursue a career so so i i guess i should ignore it like i don't know i just i just feel like i was tricked into being a slut for so many years it was fun it was fun i had a great time (laughs) i I could have probably turned down a, a couple years early but it's fine it's you know what i'm gonna carry my message on to the youth and um I think everything's supposed to happen for a reason. And uh, I just feel like I was, I was, it was, a, it's a whole racket. I feel like feminism is kind of a racket. And um, I want to was, understand
2: the mindset. Yeah,
3: it's, uh, right? it's complicated. Cause I was like growing up, like I have my mom kind of being like, oh, when are you gonna, have kids mm. like you're you're and, and where's dad some some oh god drinking beers in the basement with his feet up watching married with children that was like <laughs> my entire childhood Okay, so he's
2: present that's wonderful
3: he's physically there mm-hmm. yes he was physically there okay <laughs> he, he definitely and as i got older uh made it known that he was like kind of resentful of having to like be a dad and do family life. Like he would work. I appreciate like how hard he worked, how many jobs he had. like growing up, he was a landscaper that was very hard physical work. yeah, and then he went on to be a teamster, which was very long hours, like yeah. wake up at four in the dark to go get a, to go get a truck to drive around like a makeup truck for the movies, you know, and right. be around celebrities. So that's that's difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. like worked real hard, like paid for us to go to college. Very grateful to that. But wasn't like, I just, I feel like I missed out on some really key conversations. Like my parents were never like, Hey, what do you want to do? Like, Mm -hmm. I I think a parent's job is to be like, okay, here's this young adult growing up before me, here are the strengths that I see coming to the surface. Mm -hmm. How can I help them get there? And I think a lot of parents just go like well here is what i want you to do because this is what i didn't do or like my mom was very much like you have to go to you know all three kids have to go to college because i didn't get to go i went to secretarial school and and like and guess what happens i go to college i get a degree and then i become a secretary <laughs> 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 and then eventually like find comedy which so how did great. How,
2: how, how did the f- the feminists find you is this something that happens at the university they found
3: me in classes. You no, know, yes, they found me. They were everywhere. It was a liberal arts school and um you just it really sneaks up on you so much cuz you just equate it with being smart. Like you you're in college, you're which automatically means like you're you're better than your parents, you're smarter than your parents, you're you're reading books um or you're at least buying books and having them around. Uh <laughs> so Oh, and I think a big part of it was like, I decided to be a women's studies minor, which is like, they kind of shove it down your throat. Like I remember I was in an eco-feminist feminism course and the big takeaway was like, the reason why the planet is like in shambles is because of men. And um, it's like, I I guess, but it just wasn't super constructive. It's like, if you really want to kind of, save the planet, or I don't know, save animals. It's just, I don't know, I I, I feel like early on, it, it placed like ideas in my head that weren't necessarily helpful. Like what good does it do to hate like other 19 and 20 year old men if you're going to blame like the problems on the world of like old crusty men you know like what like that don't don't be mad at jerry like he he's hung over he he could barely just (laughs) shower and put his pants on for class like you know he's barely squeaking by so what's going uh,
2: through what, what what's going through your mind right like when you say this men hate right is is are you unhappy that you don't have relationship with men and it's just physical or are you happy? Like what is your- At the
3: time, um, you know, I think it was like, I was like oscillating between, cause I always had a job. I was never like in a position where I was like, uh, like dating a guy for money. Cause that mm. to me was like the ultimate trap. Like uh, you know, this whole like, you know, and not letting guys pay for dates for a while that ended, thank God. But like, you know, if a guy pays for a date, like if you get a steak then you've really got to put out, but if you get like a pasta, like, uh, maybe just a finger bang, I don't know. Like, I think this like growing up, I very much had it ingrained this idea that like every day I'm alive, I'm costing my parents money more and more money. So I think that did transfer to my dating life. So I just was like, Oh no, men can't pay. Like I have to, we have to Dutch it up and I have to pay for stuff. And I was always working and um looking back. I think my sluttiness was what I went to, to avoid like real true intimacy because like, we all know how we are on a first date. Like, we're crushing it, we're bringing our best, we're like looking our best, you know, there's like, you know, no, no weird, you know, your wax is on point, you're wearing the best outfit, um, you gotta roll up your sleeves, blow the dude, you know, do a hundred, a plus performance, you know, <laughs> you're just like, and then, you know, you're your best shiniest self on date one, day two, right? But then it's like months in and that's when they, you know, see you in a, in, you know, to see somebody in all seasons of the year. Like, I think I was trying to avoid that because I knew that I would be kind of like impressive on a first date, like, oh, she's so fun and funny and like down for whatever and likes candy. I don't know. I, I think I was just like, you want that high. You want that like good feeling of like the, the good impression on the first date. Mm-hmm. Uh, that i would just and then of course like sex too i definitely like became addicted at one point like you're just chasing it it just felt like a con- like a conquest like uh but then that kind of consumed me like that was all like i wasn't working on my career in my like mid this this phase i'm talking about right now was like mm-hmm. like 20s yeah like mid20s to 30. Mm-hmm. I wasn't focusing on my career. I wasn't like thinking what do I want to do with my life? What kind of a life do I want to build? It just was like this high. It was just like it's just like getting another hit of this like this validation drug. And um as a
2: feminist, but ch- chasing men.
3: Yes. Oh, for sure. And I felt I felt like good about it. I felt like oh, I'm this boss bitch. Like I don't, I was mm. like, I, I was like, I don't feel anything. Were but you then lying they to leave. Yourself? God, I mean, you, said, I think leave a, you know, what, what it, you know what it was? I would pick bad I would pick bad men. I would pick men that I like wouldn't get that I wouldn't become attracted to. I'd be like, I'd be happy to see them leave. I'd be like, good. You don't hmm. floss. Get out of here. You know, like I think I, I was just not I was just I was just not even low hanging fruit. You know, when you go to an orchard and there's apples on the ground already. I think yeah. I was doing a lot of that a lot of ground Mm. apples. And then, so when you're, so when they don't follow up, or if you don't, you know, you feel good about not following up with them, you're like, okay, these, I can let go instead of thinking like, yeah, maybe I do want to like really try to seek out a guy who's like, has, has a good job or is a good person or is kind or is in good shape or has the same values as me. Like, um, I think once the, this the slutty dust settled i was like let me try and I, and I think i just really got lucky like that guy ended up coming to me so i just wish that i had sort of like the the slutty fog had maybe cleared a few years earlier and i think i just i think a lot about what sort of my how how much of this was due to like my programming in college and the friends i was with it's like you can't really blame your friends like we're all doing we're all in the same programming um, and it's also confusing because you have parents being like, "When are you gonna get married and have kids?" And it's like, "Well, we're not even having the conversation that would lead you to like sticking with one dude." Mm. Um, yeah. So it was very confusing.
2: So when did the flip happen to like realizing feminism's toxic and the whole conservative Ugh, thing? I- I was think I ultimately,
3: I, I couldn't sustain it. Cause it's like, I felt happiest, like after each whatever conquest it's like, but then you just gotta keep up, you you know, your Google calendars get full, you're on the apps. You're like, that's all you do. And uh, I just, you know what it was, I hit uh, like an emotional rock bottom. I think, oh, now I know exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. I've I had, um I was on Craigslist. I know who was on Craigslist in 2014. I was. And I I remember it was like, and this was after a breakup. So I was very like vulnerable. Uh, It was like this Craigslist ad and it was was up on it at two in the morning for some reason, and it's something about trading massages. And for some reason at 2 AM, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if anybody's listening, ever been in this really bad place. Like maybe you're after a breakup, you just need like, you just know it's a bad idea, but you're like, I need some kind of human connection. I need like, it's like, it's dangerous. Cause you're, I was going off into the night Mm. to Bush getting a cab at like 2 AM, take me to Bushwick. Like this was Craigslist. I didn't even see a photo of this person. He, it was just like, oh, come over. I I could have been killed. I could have, and should have been killed like three times over. And then I remember, oh my God. So I paid for a, a cab to go to this guy's I met him on a street corner and then I see the guy and I was like, he wasn't even that attractive, but I was like, you know, this is Craigslist. Where where am I to suddenly have standards here? And then I was like, okay, let's go to a bar first. Let's have a drink. And then we were going to go to his place to like trade massages, which I really still thought was going to happen. And then he didn't want to take me to his local neighborhood bar because someone he knows, like might see him there with me. And that's when I got so pissed. I was like, excuse me. I'm like, no, 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 we're going there. Cause I'm thinking like, I'm way better looking than this guy. It's like, I know I'm like a desperate hoe on Craigslist looking for who knows what, but I got so mad. He wouldn't take me to this bar. I'm like, we're going. And then we go, then we go back to his house. And that was the thing that like pushed me over the edge. He's like, come on over. my place is really nice and like really clean. And then it wasn't and um, it was just like a crabby massage and then like i think i gave him a massage and then we ended up just like kind of passing out we didn't bang it was just like you know unmemorable fingering or something i just but i just remember like i you know when you like have a hookup and then you wake up at like three in the morning or something and you're like you're just not in your familiar place yeah you're, you're like you're like oh where where am i and then i was like i just i had this moment of like girl this is this is like actually very sad and like this is a a person who if you met in waking life you wouldn't you probably wouldn't even give the time of day to yet here you are also it it was like could have been so dangerous Yeah. and then he and i remember he was like oh i'll, I'll pay for the cab ride back and then i ended up just paying for my own cab ride back and when i got back to my apartment in Brooklyn, I think I, when it was the story of Queens, I ended up tallying up like how much I had paid in cabs, like for that experience. And I think that was like a huge wake up. I was like, I just spent like 50 something dollars to have this horrible, to, for me, like went out of my way for this to happen. Like, and I just was like, girl, you have to like, Something's gotta change, this is not healthy. And then later on I was like, that was also so dangerous. And I was like, why am I like doing this? I'm not on drugs. I'm not like homeless. Like uh, I just realized something was like kind of fucked up. Mm. So I just like took a break for that from that and then got so, so lucky. And then met my, the next guy I met, current boyfriend, just met him, like got so lucky through comedy. And he was just like the nicest guy ever. And so it, it like really worked out, but I think that happens with a lot of us. Like you have to just have your whatever rock bottom of that situation, and then you start to go, okay, something's not working here. Like, mm. like I'm supposed to feel like empowered and like bo- like a boss. And um, mm. like, of course, I could just walk away. Of course, I could just get a cab and leave. But it's like, if it's some, if it's a lifestyle choice where you you have to keep like needing more and more and more to kind of feel normal, then uh, I had to take another look at that but i don't know maybe i got feminism wrong but whatever my interpretation was of it was just like leaving me so hollow and Mm. uh so
2: i mean you can leave feminism but how do you end up going to the extreme right and becoming conservative
3: and i don't even know if i'm extreme right like i've i've taken tests that have said like you're libertarian like i don't know i think i'm anywhere from like libertarian to like starting to get semi-conservative Well, if at the you're same a libertarian, time libertarian,
2: you're extreme right to the left
3: really oh that's true to them yeah <laughs> to them, if yeah. you own the camouflage shorts you're on you're all right. i mean it takes less and less it takes so little yeah. like if you own a truck you're all alt alt-right. <laughs> it, it takes so it used to like you know take more than that and now it's like if you have a southern accent well Guess what? You're all right. Mm-hmm. You're canceled. So, so, so was
2: it, was it, you know, did, did, uh, Trump like, you know, say something? Was it your boyfriend? Was it like, what, you know, what, what gave you that moment to flip? Cause I know for some people it's a grift, right? Um, it's not a grift for you though. Right. It seems like this might be authentic.
3: Grift. You mean you only are doing this to make money? Yeah. No, God, no. I mean, like at no point has anyone offered me money for stuff it's it it, it actually followed first because of my sense of humor um like yeah when i was right out of college i did improv for five years which is like very much like a musical theater crowd an acting crowd um which is the total opposite of the people in the stand-up comedy scene like they're more just like people on their own they're more autonomous they're kind of more they're scrappier they're more like adults whereas like improv is more like they're just like overgrown kind of children. It's like there's just no way in hell you're going to make money doing improv. So I think I I wanted to be more autonomous. So I kind of drifted into stand up. And then uh, I was I was I was like all the things that people say about how terrible like late night liberal comedy is. And Amy Schumer, Where I was that like that was kind of my my sense of humor for a while and because I just felt like, well, this is what I have to do to be successful. This is how I saw other women in comedy kind of like break through um get to the next level and then it it wasn't really working for me anyway and then as i got older i found myself laughing at stuff that was less politically correct anyway Mm. and just kind of having my own realizations like yeah like it's you know it's easy to be a feminist until you need a shelf hung up you know like (sighs) i was a feminist until i needed a tire changed And then it's like, you're like, come back. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So so how do you, you know, how do you get into politics or, or, you know, start finding your political leanings?
3: It was and it all kind of happened like you know slowly but then all at once i started to get involved with compound media which they were for a while known as the free speech network and a lot of the, a lot of people give give them a bad rap you know oh everyone there is all right mm-hmm. far right whatever it's like a lot it's a lot of it's just dick jokes um so i started to get shit when i was you know going on compound media shows and then eventually pitching and getting my own my own show there which is a sex dating relationship show it's like nothing But I think for me, what activated me to get into politics was seeing freedom of speech um, kind of like as it as it fits in with comedy really start to be so fucked with. And I was like, oh, wow, like if we can't make jokes, like what's next? They're going to we can't think we can't if we can't laugh at certain things, then it's going to get to a point where we can't think of certain things and we can't speak of certain things. And it just, it, that really woke me up and I was like, oh, was there- wow. Like it doesn't even matter your intent. You can't even, you can't even like, I can't do my job. Like if you can't make jokes at certain things, like if I right. can't make fun of a a trans person or, or, or like a whatever, or another woman, it's like, well, shit, I can't, I can't do my job then.
2: Was there, was there an event that happened that made you realize free speech was under attack? Was it Alex Jones getting banned? Was it? yeah Um,
3: you know i would see people get banned and it wouldn't like affect me too too much i think it was when i started to get like a little bit canceled here and there like it would be a joke it was like a tweet um like i remember i ran a a stand-up comedy show at the stonewall inn which is a new york city like a gate landmark that's where the stonewall riots happened um it's like also a national landmark too and i ran a stand-up show there for like six years and i remember like years ago i had this tweet where there was like it was like a parrot that was barking it was the dumbest thing and i just was like oh maybe that parrot is transitioning or something and then like some like gay <laughs> comics called me a whack ally and i was like oh that's how little it fucking takes uh and then i remember like so so every once in a while you know you get shit for a joke or a whole group of people come after you like i remember last march I did this like kung flu fighting video it's like it was silly and not particularly clever it was a response to remember when gal gadot did the um, imagine there's no heaven and everyone's sang a line a different celebrity saying. and so i was like oh this is lame this is hitting with no one like and i think that that for me i've really enjoyed like watching people kind of wake up on not giving a fuck about celebrities anymore that's been fun mm. and so i was like let's do a response to that me and my comedian friends will each sing a line of uh, Kung Fu Fighting. And so I had the whole like woke Asian community come after me for that. They're like, how dare you write this song? I was like, this song has been around since the 70s. <laughs> and I also did not come up with Kung Fu, like that, that was trending anyway. Yeah. It's just showing me how dumb people are, how quick they are to come after you. And it's, it's ultimately, it's not about me or it's not about whoever's being canceled. It's something that I think more weaker folks do to feel like they have control over something in their lives or it's like, it's not enough to just ignore something you don't like and, and mm. move on. It's like, oh, no, I am in my taste matters the most. So I get to decide for everybody, you know, mm. what's okay and what's not okay. So that like over time, that all started to like really piss me off.
2: mm. mm. Oh, indeed. Uh, let me get in super chat. Chico one ninety nine. Thank you. He said, "Ya tu sabes? Chico again four ninety nine said, "Alex Jones making the same reparations argument as HJ on the Flagrant Two podcast." Ya tu sabes? really? Let me find out. Uh, I've read Pill Alex Jones on the reparations argument. That's very interesting. Um, okay, let's talk cancel culture. Um, so you started seeing a little bit of that how is this invading the comedy space is is Ugh. is it happening yeah.
3: it is and i and i think it's starting to lose steam but we do have it's interesting cuz we do have folks like sort of like is there a comedy community ultimately no i think at the end of the day it's it's a it's not really a team sport um I, you know it's kind of like every person for themselves people will pretend that there's like a comedy community but like people are catty, people are so jealous. Once someone starts to get successful and sort of like separate from the pack, and it's like, you know, kind of who you start with. And I notice, like, if, if I get a little bit more successful than some other people I started coming with at the same time, like, oh, they show their true colors like really quick, especially if you have like some unpopular opinions, you know, it's like, they feel very comfortable like shitting all over you talking shit, like, you know, behind your back, but also tagging you uh and it's like you realize like oh this is this is more about jealousy than it is me you know being problematic so you get like you know we have a couple of these like sort of comedy critics in the community and like one is this guy seth simons he lives in idaho other if you know any other stand-up comics like occasionally they'll, they'll mention him but he'll he'll write these like hit pieces you know he was the guy who think who i think like helped to get um oh god what's his name Shane Gillis fired from SNL um cuz he uncovered like a you know an old podcast episode of his where he said chink or something you know like that's why SNL that's why Shane got booted off SNL is such a funny guy um and uh so he'll write these he wrote something in the New Republic and he'll mention like a lot of the same comedians like myself anybody on Compound Media anybody uh with gas digital media or like Legion of Skinks, like basically anybody who's like pushing, like pushing the boundaries a little bit, or, you know, not being safe, like, you know, w- what was considered just, you know, funny, you know, just a few years ago, but uh, you know, they'll say, oh, you're problematic. Or like, if they think you're even a little bit like center right, mm-hmm. then you're all right. And mm-hmm. and that's the thing is the, they'll, they'll write these pieces and they know that these are trending words right now, like all right. Uh, whatever, like January Massage 6th and they'll do, they'll do anything it, yeah. they can to tie in as many of these words at once, you know, like this guy, Seth was actually saying that like, you know, right wing comedy is responsible for January 6th, like insane claims, but he's putting that in there. Cause he knows people are clicking on, on stuff like that right now. And uh, I think a lot of people are using January 6th to fit just like whatever motive. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever it yeah. is they want to push, they're going to tie it with that.
1: right? With, right.
3: And, and those of us who were there will say like, yeah, for most of us, it was kind of a non-event. You know, we didn't know that there was shenanigans going on until we got back to our hotel. And even at, at that point, it was, it was kind of a you few, were there. I was there. Yeah. You I was kick, on the outside. In the, you
2: kicked in the door to the Capitol building?
3: <laughs> no i was outside looking for somewhere to pee um for a lot of the time and then i ended up going into one of these like const- construction like you know where the guys there was a guy yeah. there that was like working on construction for the uh inauguration and he was the one who told me he's like you know by the way like it's not gonna be public it's they're maybe gonna sell 100 seats and i was like oh shit so there i was like inside this little like fake like small house, like an outside office, like mm-hmm. office kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I climbed, cause I knew, I was like, eh, I saw people scaling the wall, but I just thought they were gonna get up to just get a better picture. You know what I mean? You know the classic yeah. picture of people like scaling the wall? That was where I was. I think I was on the north side of the building. I forget now. Um, you went there for the rally? Yeah, I went there for the rally. I went there to like really cover the event cause I was mm-hmm. there in November. And I was there in December. And uh, I just didn't think the the mainstream media was like doing it justice. Mm. And it was interesting because both in November and December, they would do like an early morning flyover at like six in the morning and be like, oh, look, there's 40 people here. It's a (laughs) non-event, you know, look how there's nobody here. And I thought they're gonna do the same thing with January 6th but then you know a couple people like busted in they were like oh great we'll use this this is perfect you know there's there's some people who think like those people were all plants and like more and more it looks like there's evidence to support some of that or at least some plants and then the people that were all fi- some people that were fired up and like oh we're all just we're all just walking in no one's stopping us cool you know
0: mm-hmm.
3: like it's a field trip um but yeah i didn't and i and i know a lot of people i talked to a lot of weirdos like i was never hearing rumblings of like we're gonna bust in like there's gonna be a group that's gonna enter the building i just thought like at the time i'm like oh people are climbing to the top so they can have their friends take a cool photo I, i remember like they some people were climbing to the top of the scaffolding and they did a big flag drop they did like a big like american flag drop over the side and i remember the construction guy was like you know it's kind of windy today. <laughs> He's like, if the wind catches that flag, right, it's gonna be like a sail and that whole thing is gonna tip over and all those people are gonna fall. And I was like, mm. oh shit. Oh my <laughs> I god. Like, I know, and I was like, I really thank God it didn't happen. But um yeah, it was it was like pretty wild. So I was in there, we were we were in there peeing, getting hot chocolate, you know. We were so because it was really cold that day. Like we were so lucky to find somewhere to just be indoors to charge our phones. They were like hand, it was like really perfect. It was like, it was like me and my friend wrist flex who has a YouTube channel uh, that's really great too. She's kind of more like research and like respected. And I'm kind of just like, I'm there to talk to the guy that's like screaming about, you know, foreskin. You know, those are the people that I like to talk to at these rallies, like people with funny signs and funny costumes and I'll get like funny little interviews. so I was there with her and I was like, there was like a tiny part of me that was like, oh, what if I climb up But I was like, nah. So thank we were just God. hanging out. Yeah. Oh, thank God is right. Because it really <laughs> looked like, not, like no big deal. Like there was no cops anywhere. It looked like a day in the park. It was like a day in Central Park. Like yeah. you just, there's nothing around you telling you like not to do it. And you see all these people doing it and uh, they look like they're having fun so i can understand why people like sure let's just follow the leader you know and then i had friends who were on like the other side and they are like yeah we saw a a guy with wire clippers we saw a guy with a sledgehammer it's like okay you don't bring normal people don't bring those things to a rally like Mm -hmm. that's that's definitely shenanigans fbi show up at your house no i don't know what i have to do to get them to notice me (sighs) (laughs) Been More the cleavage grift. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Can you imagine? Like I need to raise money for my FBI funds. You know.
2: I want to change gears here. I, I see you hanging out with uh, a lot of porn chicks, mm. and 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 when I see you hanging out with porn chicks, I'm like, is Chrissy a porn star? Was a porn star? And I'm just like,
3: thank you.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like what's what's the what's the connection between you and the
1: porn stars?
3: I have always been a bit, um, infatuated with them. Cause I've always found like, uh, a, like similarity, like comedians and porn stars are both sort of seen as like degenerates of society, <laughs> you know, like a lot of the same jokes, like, Oh, you guys have daddy issues. It's like, Oh, and like, I, like I say, from my time on Craigslist, I was a sneeze away, I think from being a, a sex worker myself. So I think I can understand, um, I think I'm also interested, like the ways in which porn stars, like they're either balancing it and they're cool and they're feeling empowered and good. And I also wonder like which one of them, like which ones of them, like whether they're my friends or just people I've interviewed are like actually suffering and perhaps they are not truly happy and maybe they feel stuck, but that's just like something ongoing that I always think about the reason how, like how I sort of, got into interviewing them is uh, when I started my show, Wet Spot on Compound Media, it was like a sex dating relationship show, uh, still is. Uh, and I just, you know, I really wanted it to be like old school Howard Stern where he'd, where he'd have like sometimes porn stars in, sometimes like TV personalities, but there'd always be like a fun in studio game or, um, you know, contest or something. Like literally on Monday, we had my friend Peyton Sinclair and, and I just like, I'm, I'm doing this like dumb announcer contest, like who's gonna be the next announcer. And so one of the contests was like this girl Peyton, like, and I didn't ask her to get naked, but I'm never going to stop someone from getting naked. Cause it's like, people like to see that. Like it's you know, who, who doesn't like to see boobs. It's a, it's a crowd pleaser. So she, I had this inflatable pool and so she like got in it there's no water in it she just put these like ducks on her and then like the two contestants had to like fish you know duckies off of her and uh i don't know it's fun these these make for memorable moments Hotep, and uh there i remember there was a time i had a dominatrix in she brought like one of her slate and i've never met a dominatrix i've never met like you know this was a real slave person he was like about this life and uh she brought him, she brought her, him in and, and like, she was like, oh, wrap him in saran wrap. I don't know. She was a a little, she was like,
2: he was like her slave.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He would like, it was like a submissive. Maybe that's like the better term for it. Uh, and she just would like tell him what to do. And I don't know. That's like, that's just like, that's the most extreme example of like a kind of a, 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 something that's happened with a guest on the show. But usually it's just like fun stuff and maybe, and maybe like they'll show their boobs or something. Like I have this one, like older comedian friend, Barry Ribs, and we're always like, well, this might be the last, you know, set of boobs he touches. And we'll try to like convince the girl to just like, let this old guy touch her boobs. And I know, as I'm explaining this, you guys are like, she sounds, Chrissy sounds like a disgusting pervert. What does she do? But like, it's fun. I don't know. We have fun.
2: Go ahead. It's a good time. Go ahead and plug your show so people know where to find the boobs. Yes, Oh,
3: at. yes, yes, yes. Um, the Wet Spot is on Compound Media, Mondays at 7.30. And my uh, podcast, the Christy Mayer podcast, is everywhere. iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. And those episodes go out Monday, uh, Tuesday through Friday. So, yeah, check all of that out. Okay. Um, Did I answer your question? I feel like,
2: I don't know. Uh, we're we're going to come back to that. Uh, chat, if you haven't dropped a super chat, you're grifting. You're, you're all grifters here for free entertainment. Go ahead, hit the super chat button, drop some donations in here. Also, uh, if you got a question, go ahead and do that. Now, Chrissy, how do you feel about this? I say we need to ban porn culturally. Ooh. How, does, how does that make you feel when you, do, do you, do, uh, take that offense to that? Do you think there's some validity to that? Or do you like shut up Hotep?
3: i completely understand it because the more conservative people i talk to like i talked to um this very smart young man a few a few weeks ago when i was in texas john doyle and he just did this long video about how like porn is like really damaging especially for like men and, and it like kind of rewires your brain in a in a, in a while it, it, he, he explained it a lot more eloquently but like that you're just it fucks with your like whatever dopamine centers and uh kind of like really affects the way that you can have relationships and uh and basically like kind of trains you to I don't know it's I never looked at it that way because again I've, I kind of came from the programming of like what you should never shame a porn star or people who watch porn and there's some people who love porn they'll watch it with their significant other and like if that's you know, fun for you. Great. But I like anything else, like drugs or alcohol, like, yeah, if you, if you take it to excess, if you're somebody who can't, like, I don't have it every once in a while, or if if you're like doing it every, if you're like watching it every day and it's preventing you from like having a good relationship, then like, yeah, I would say you're probably somebody who needs to like turn down.
2: Mm, Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's uh. there's several countries who have banned it right and they're like this is just you know demoralizing to the nation of people you don't find that it could be demoralizing or do you think it has it serves its purpose in society
3: i think it's it definitely can be both i absolutely see both sides of it like i can understand like a it's so easy like just as a girl like if you're if you need rent money like i i know i have a girlfriend who made a thousand dollars off of a picture of her butthole on only fans like tell me that's not tempting when rent is due and you're like i have a perfectly good butthole over here underutilized i can understand like the the temptation of like that quick buck you know and i i've been like very close to it many times but i think at this point i'm like no, I think my best like butthole photo years are probably behind me, which is good. <laughs> but like, so there's no
2: I, uh Chrissy Mayer only fans account
3: coming. <laughs> no, if I do, if I do start when it would just be like comedy and like maybe tame photos. um I can understand how it's how it can be demoralizing though. I mm. totally do because it's just like uh, I think it's a very small percentage of girls who can who can work in that industry and not not feel like i can it's so easy to feel like devalued and like it. nobody cares about you because i'll see it happen like i have girlfriends who are like yeah i can't tweet about my opinions at all because people are kind of like they'll say like they lose followers or they lose uh like patrons or if they if they like talk about their opinions like like they kind of pigeonhole themselves into being uh. only seen this one way and I can't imagine how, how bad that feels. And I don't know, like, how do you feel like as a man, like, do you, and maybe you're not like the best example, but like, do you feel like the typical guy it's like, Oh, they kind of, they have their sort of like sex object. They want to see you one way, but then, like, that's the thing. If you were like jerking off to some girl that you thought was really hot, but then you're like, Oh, she voted for Biden. That kind of ruins it. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I think.
2: Nah, like, uh, I don't really, I don't like I got this running joke where I say I prefer liberal women over conservative women. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's like, uh, at least they care. At least there's a heart there. Right.
1: Um, and, um,
3: You think conservative women are heartless? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I like, I like feminine, feminine women. And, you know, liberal women are mostly like, oh, my God, what went wrong? We have to do something about this. And it's just like, all right, here, I can, like, turn you into not being a socialist and you can become a hotep and we can, like, fix you. Right. Um, And I think that's like a manly thing to do, like, where you want to just, like, help a woman. Right. So I look at Mm. conservative women as being like, oh, you're already complete, you know next
3: (laughs) oh so using conservative women as sort of like fixed already like their mind is right like you're that you like a fixer-upper you like a project not like Mm -hmm. a
2: project yeah you know maybe because i'm in business development and marketing and i love startups i look at people like startups i look at like like my kids they're like my little startups right so i like i just like making things better when i see a finished product like when I was marketing, you know, I never wanted to work for a Fortune 500 company because I'm like, where's the challenge in that? You're already a Fortune 500 company. There's no, I like a challenge, you know what I mean? And um, conservative women aren't really a challenge. It's just like, what are we going to talk about here,
3: right? See, like, mm. oh. so like a little, yeah, a little debate. Like, explain yeah. to me why you feel this way. And then you can kind of see, you explain to them, and then you see this moment of like, oh, God, I was wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of, like, I love AOC. Really? Yeah, that's my girl. I love her. I think she's
3: very effective. I think she is very good at, like, what she's supposed to be doing and, like, who she's supposed to be reaching. It's hard to know who the real person is, though.
2: I just watch her stuff on mute. (laughs) (laughs) Can't really, like, uh, take her too serious. Um, I like the boomer chick, uh, Nico, you know, um... But um oh
3: Nico Lula what's her yeah, name
2: yeah Nico Lowell or something like that Nico Lowell,
3: like, yeah okay boomer right right yeah She's the Bernie shirt
2: yeah the Bernie chick yeah you know like you know I I I I don't I'm not one of those people like you know your politics is gonna make me like you less I, I think it's more like with the hip hop artists like with the hip hop artists like I was listening to the new faro Monch album. And, or I tried to. And I turned it on, and then, like, the first 30 seconds, he was on some anti-Trump shit. I'm like, all right, I am like God, i can not listen to this. Because mm-hmm. I expect more from men, I, especially black men. I expect them to be more thinking and forward-thinking and kind of understanding our world here. And it's just like, yo, you acting like a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, this man can't harm us, right? Um, and then it's like, what's the alternative? Biden? You know what I mean? So, um, but, yeah, I I, uh, I mean, I, I got a fiancé, so it's not like I'm available or anything like that. But, um, if I was in the market, um, I wouldn't let that affect me.
3: Was your fiance a project? That sounds bad. I didn't mean like that. Like, did yeah. she feel like there was a, a point where like you helped each other, or like, you know, her have her views changed since meeting you? How could they not? You know? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. She she, yeah. She's de- she was definitely a project. Um, but she's she's mostly apolitical. Where, you know, on something, she's on one way, another way, and another thing, she's on another way. But um, she's also like, what the fuck is this train shit? Like, sometimes she'll stop and, like, ask me, what is this? What's going on? I'm like, see, I told you. I told you. That's the left. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, Yeah,
3: I think Candace Owens had a really good point. I was listening to a video of hers today. Like, she's like, I am fine with it. Like, I will call you Tiffany. I will call it, but I'm not going to call you she and her like if you're a man who's like whatever transitioning to female or just want to be called that she's like because then that forces me to change like my interpretation of words and my reality like i Mm. will call you whatever you want but like don't ask me to pretend i don't know the meaning of words which i thought was a really interesting point
2: Mm. i used to have this malfunction maybe you can help me out where i was like a woman exposes her body i'm at the same time turned on and disgusted. Really? Yeah, because like obviously physically, like she's showing her body, I'm a man, I like women. But then it's just like, I'm like, oh, you had to lower yourself to show your boobs on the internet, right? This is this is was something I was doing. Now I'm somewhere like, I really don't give a fuck. You covered up, cool. You're not covered up, cool too, you know? But I don't know what that was.
3: Sounds like your brain and your penis are fighting each other. <laughs> They're at opposite sides of your body. They're not connected. They're kind of doing their own thing. Your brain is like, come on, girl. Like you can, you don't need to do that. Like, I don't know, tell a joke and your penis is like, what are you doing? Stop it. She's great. She's perfect the way God made her. Let her show the, show it off.
2: Yeah. But I mean, like, look at how, I mean, back in the day, you know, uh, a woman showed her arm and it was just like, oh my God, what a whore.
3: Oh yeah. An ankle, um, like back in the day, right? Like the fifties, if you just were like, more sort of like, look at like Marilyn Monroe, like she wore just kind of form fitting clothes and like, Mm. dude, you know, she'd probably just tripping over boners right and left. Mm
2: -hmm. And I also predicted that the thong would become normalized on the beach. Uh, I know Europeans beat us to that, but, um, a few years back, as I started looking at the progression, because I saw how women were dressing and I'm like, the dresses women wear today was how prostitutes dressed back in the 80s and the 90s
3: oh wow yes yeah like really like just just barely covering your coochie yeah like or a tube or like a tube dress yeah 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 um I'm going to blame Instagram for that. Yeah, because if you're just seeing like, oh, this is how this is how girls dress. Like, this is normal. This right. is sexy. This is what get likes. So I'm going to get likes out in the real world for it. And it's like, it normalizes it. You're not, so it's not so like scandalizing anymore.
2: Yeah, and it's just like being in the underwear. It's like normal now. Whereas yeah. back in the day, it was just like, you know, you kind of had to, you know, pretend you liked her for a little while for her to send you a little something, you know? And now it's just like, oh, it's just everywhere on the internet. You know, you open up your Instagram, it's like, in my booty, you know.
3: It kind of sounds like you're saying like, ah, oh, like gals are like giving giving too much away, you know, and maybe that makes men like value it less.
2: Yeah, am I wrong?
3: I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong.
2: Mm. what does that what does that lead us to in dating in the future? I feel like in the future, women just gonna be walking around ass naked.
3: I think. If women want to walk around like scantily clad like and they really want to great i think people should like dress how they dress right like 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 certain porn stars or certain girls that are like they love to do i don't know three ways or whatever whatever it is like they're going to gravitate to a man who's also kind of open like you know into that like open sexuality lifestyle right and those people should find each other i just don't think what what hurts my feelings is like all women feeling that they need to act that way and be that way. If deep down it's like hurting their soul and it goes against like what they really are comfortable with.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
3: you know, I think like the chicks that are more conservative should not have to feel pressured to, you know, dress like um, kind and of sluttier than s- they
2: want. I, well, what I'm seeing what conservative girls are being pressured into covering up. Right.
3: Mm, so okay, I,
2: I'm, and that's where I'm like. Why are y'all acting like that, you know? So it's like, I'm conflicted myself. Whereas before I was like, they should be covering up. I just, I'm conflicted if like, is it a man's place to tell a woman to cover up, right? Because Oof, a girl comes right, You don't want out... to hear
3: it, you know? It's like, cause then you feel like judged. It's like, it almost feels like your dad coming at you. Like put <laughs> on a sweater. Damn yeah. it, Charlene, yeah. you, who, you, you're looking like a hussy. Like you don't want to feel, like judged you should feel like you want to express yourself i think there's a way to do it i think like like there was a time where i really wanted to join OnlyFans again because i wanted that quick butthole money and my boyfriend was like he explained it to me in a way that it was like um made me felt like he was being like protective and caring about me like he Mm. it was in ultimately it was a way that made me feel like loved um Mm. because it
2: because it definitely
3: i wasn't i didn't do it i never did it i would have dumped
2: you just for thinking about it
3: (laughs) (laughs) i needed money i just was like sometimes bills come up but yeah the point is like if you're a guy who wants you know your your girlfriend to like quit OnlyFans or to cover up more like i think there's a way to do it that is doing it through love Mm. than by judgment And uh, because you don't, then you still have to, if you make her feel judged, you still have to be around this girl that you've made feel judged. So then you got to kind of Mm. mend that somehow. But if you can just come to the person with love, like, hey, like, I I just like love what we have. And I I, you know, almost like, I don't, I don't want just anyone to be able to see your butthole. (laughs) I don't know. There's a way to do it.
2: Let me, let me read some super chats. The people stopped grifting, uh, wasted talent podcast. Great interview salute <gasps> to both of you.
3: I love him.
2: That's the homie right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you did an interview with him, right?
3: Yes. He's so great. I like, I really enjoyed doing his, uh, his pod.
2: Yeah. Wasted talent podcast. Make sure y'all go listen to that. Um, booty hole pick equals capitalism. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: Darling D. Alisa say great conversation, honest and unfiltered. Thank you. Spanky the that I'm not a grifter, I'm just a freeloader. <laughs> um yeah, you know, I just see uh conservative women right right so we talk about this uh uh regression of the clothing, right? And it went from, you know, don't show this to like okay, now it's okay to show cleavage, right? So even in the conservative movement, I've seen women post a picture where You know, there might be a little bit of cleavage showing and then dudes hop in like, oh, my God, you're a whore. Is that what you're doing for money now is, you know, you're you're grifting using Mm. your boobs. And in my head, I'm just like. Damn, she can't even show a little titty to get some a couple of coins out here like it's not like she's butt ass naked on OnlyFans right
3: yeah it's almost harder I think to be like a Kayla McInerney I'm not saying her name right but like Mm -hmm. she probably could never like you know unleash her vacation photos IG you know like it's like the bar is set I think so so high for conservative women because once they even show a little it's like what's happening to you you get all this judgment you get all the like you get because then you have like that's where the religious people are too. And it's like, I think the judgment is harsher because the culture defaults to be more accepting of like, slut life Mm. as a whole.
2: Yeah. I think that's how you get a woman's suffrage movement. I think that's how you get feminism, by men being so antagonistic. It Mm. makes women want to rebel. It's like the old thing, you know, what you don't let your kids do exactly what they want to do, right?
3: Yeah, Um, my parents never let me have anal sex as a kid, so. <laughs> <It's> just like, <laughs> let me add it.
2: <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you're so right because if you have guys being like, cover up, like then you're like, oh, it's like you don't want to make a girl feel like you're their dad, you know? Right.
2: And how has dating changed, right? Because you know, back in my day, you know, you had to have the courage to walk up to a girl and say, hi, and you know, you got a number and you had to spend time talking on the phone. And now it's like, uh, it's bad for some of these guys out here, man, because a woman gets to select her DNA type right from her phone. And even the average looking chicks won't even give guys a time of day because like I say, their attention cup has already been filled. Right? Mm. So, you know, they post a picture and they get the validation. Whereas before, if a woman wanted validation, she had to actually leave the house.
3: True, it's like there, there's degrees to it too. Because, like, let's say, let's say the top of the line guy, like richest, best looking guy, and I think I was listening to Mike Cernovich did a, a good talk. I might have been with Tim Pool, where he was talking about this, um, like the the whatever top whatever top internet dating guy, rich, good looking, right? He's, they'll be talking to like five to 10 girls. So it's almost like they're, they're like scooping up the the good looking women, but they're also scooping up a lot of average women too. And then what is that next? Where does that leave the next tier of guys? Like, well, then they've got sort of like less to pick from. It's like their ultimate conclusion was like that dudes like good looking guys with great jobs ultimately clean up the most from online dating because they're able to just like, to keep so many women like kind of waiting and like, that's how it is. Cause you're like, well, this is online dating you, you, as a woman. Like you're just so used to like hot and cold, like one day a guy is so into you, the next day they've completely flaked. And then you just mm. get like emotionally so tired of that. Like every boy serious boyfriend I've had, I've actually met in person, which is like wild considering, you know, the two thousands, but
2: yeah,
3: it's hard. I think it's hard for everybody. And i think it's there's this feeling that like you have to pretend to be something you're not
0: mm-hmm.
3: like it, i'm sure like guys are like well i gotta get a picture of me next to a tiger and i gotta get a... uh <laughs> <laughs> one of me holding a gun somewhere
2: <laughs> yeah I, I mean i wrote the book uh, unbreakable rules of masculinity available on bryansharp.co
3: Ooh.
2: get that in the link below um because i really want to just you know help guys out but Man, the Instagram, Insta, the social media, really changed the game out here. Um, which is, you know, even more reason why guys got to get their masculinity in check. Um, hmm. Are there women out there that are not on Instagram? Attractive women. You have you ever in your life seen an attractive woman that's not on Instagram or not on social media? Doesn't I have even, not. Doesn't even i have
3: not unless there's like some banging amish chick somewhere out there that is just holding just depriving the world of like her uh, amish titties i have no i'm sure it exists i'm sure like yeah there's maybe a couple mormons out there imagine imagine like you're a super fucking hot amish chick and you just don't you don't even know and then you you do rum spriga and just like yeah you start an instagram account you post like a picture of your of your foot (laughs) <laughs> you just get like your dms are flooded you're like i'm never going back <laughs> you've got to pick the corn yourself guys this is
2: oh my god i think that's why a lot of these um you know uh, civilizations like the amish keep their women away from this modern technology because you know you might be a hot amish chick and you know you get you an instagram account she gonna be gone
3: but maybe the hot Amish chick like meets an Amish guy and like really feels valued and it's not, it's like, you don't have to go through the whole like rat race of like hookup culture and then you feel bad and you feel like devalued. And it's like, by the time you, you know, that's what blows for women is like, we're on a time crunch if you want to have kids. Yeah, It's like, there's so much expected of women. Like you have to have your shit together. And at such an early age, if you want to like have a certain amount of kids before you're considered like, you know, a, a geriatric pregnancy or something, which is tough because like men generally don't really get there until like they have kind of all the time in the world, it seems. I mean, it's, of course it's very hard for men too, especially like growing up in this culture of like, oh, like the future is female, like men are shit, da, 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 the patriarchy. Like it's definitely very hard for men too, which is why like, you know, your, the book that you wrote, it's like so necessary, but it's, it's harder in different ways. Like women, it's like, Oh shit. Like I got to find, I have to get my shit together, get my job. Right. Or you have to be such a good gold digger and like really lock that down, but maybe always be afraid that somebody like younger and hotter will come along. So it's like, but if you have your own career, then that takes away from like maybe having kids at the time that you want. It's really fucking tricky.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a trick question. (laughs) Can a man tell his woman about his emotions and how he feels?
3: Yes, of course he should, because if he doesn't, it's good. It's going to come out some way or another. It's like, it either comes out if you, and I'm somebody who spent years like stifling my feelings and it, and it wouldn't come out until I just got really, really pissed. And then it would all come out. Like I'm talking five years would come out Come on, <laughs> man! Once. that's too much come on man <laughs> come on man <laughs> yeah like with dudes if you're not like it's like a pressure valve release right like if you're not letting it out a little bit of time like it's gonna bubble up and then it comes out either in the form of anger in the form of like maybe you're punching a wall or like it comes in the form of like disease right you like you hold your emotions down and it manifests in some kind of like chronic Maybe illness. So, like, of course, talk about your feelings. Um, nobody. I mean, whether you're a man or woman, you don't want to hear your significant other just like bitch about the same thing like all the time. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely talk about your feelings because we want to help you get through it.
1: Gentlemen, do not listen to Chrissy.
3: What? Come on. You
1: do not tell a woman your emotions.
3: Yes, you do. It's a no go. Why not?
2: It turns her off. It dries up the coochie.
3: <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That doesn't happen to me. You know what dries up my coochie? Like not feeling desired. Like, like when the sort of seduction stops. Like when like the effort put forth to like have me be impressed by you and uh, like if you stop showing. Like you're, I don't know. That's what does it to me. I don't care about like, yeah, let's talk about how Wandavision made us both cry. I don't know. Like, I don't mind that. Mm
2: mm mm mm. mm, mm. Where which, do
3: you where which, are you supposed to put your feelings then? Just like
2: the, the but the uh, punching bag, hmm. the gym, in the shower, okay. in the mirror. Never tell a woman your feelings. That's a that's a, a female luxury.
3: Hmm. That sucks though. I mean, like you guys shouldn't be burdened with that you know it's because my dad never ever talked to my mom about his feelings ever but like as a kid i could tell that they were not healthy like they would be cutting each other they'd be sarcastic to one another like Mm. passive aggressive like my mom did not bring my dad up in the ways that men need to be like brought up and made to feel like good and manly Mm. and like they're taking care of shit and protecting or whatever Mm. and then my dad was not making my mom feel like good in the ways a woman likes to feel good like wasn't making her feel like desired or like she was cute still or um Mm -hmm. it was like very shitty and so Mm. yeah i mean i would hear them fight about money that's it but i would never hear them talking about their feelings and then Mm. i remember a few years ago like my dad was driving me back from my brother's wedding this was maybe like five years ago and like I knew that he didn't like the the woman that my brother married because she was overweight. Big fucking deal. But it's like also my brother is overweight. Like it's not like it was this girl or Heidi Klum, you know, like that's what I'll never understand. But my dad's German and they're very like superficial. But anyway, so as he's driving me back to my apartment, he basically like, you know, he was like venting and talking and Of course i'm i'm an adult talking to my adult dad we're all adults but like there's certain things you don't tell your kids and like in that night he basically like vented to me that he and my mom had not been physical in like 20 years and like hadn't like that that was too much detail it's like i don't you don't need to tell like your daughter the last time you had sex with her mom was and it just was like ugh Mm. so and that's the thing is like i'm but that's the thing is like i sometimes have this effect on people definitely you know like my parents and my sister too like we just make them feel so comfortable and then they talk and talk to, and then because they're not talking to anybody else about these feelings and then bloop before you know it, you're telling your daughter that you haven't had sex with her mom in <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yeah. in 20 years and it's like Ugh, i don't need to hear that that should have gone somewhere else like to a dude friend or i mean he never would have seen a therapist but
2: those are the exact problems I tackle in my book to mitigate those problems Ooh. and to build a better relationship with women and and all of that stuff so you never have to tell her your emotions there's a way to convey that message without using words how um, it's in my book oh
0: <laughs> man what
2: no, a I mean, cliffhanger I'm not, no, i mean i mean it's like uh you know when somebody's displeased with something you do right you just give them a look Right. Or for example, uh, let's say uh, your woman says something really snooty towards you, or really catty, right? You got to put the mirror up in front of her, you know. So, for example, I might say, "Oh wow, this is interesting how my lady speaks to me," right? Like that's how I would respond. Oh, you would to actually
3: it. say that? Okay. I would.
2: I would. I was like, "Oh wow, this is." Can you say that again? I'd ask her, "Say that again. I want to get it." And I'd I'd, I'd imitate her, like. I'm like, wow, this is pretty interesting. I wouldn't allow myself to be upset by it, right? I would just hold the mirror up. And she'd Mm. realize like, oh (laughs) shit, like I do sound crazy. And then-
3: That's what the best relationship, well, every relationship is a mirror, but like the best relationships will show you where you can improve.
2: Right, absolutely. So it's about just putting that mirror up in front of people and let them see who they are. And then they tend to get better from there. But you can't allow a woman to knock you off your square.
3: How can a woman sh- put a mirror up for a man?
2: I don't know. I can't help women.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I hey, that's good. At, at least you're not trying to be like the Chinese restaurant that also does pizza. Like, if I think it's good to just like stick to men, like yeah. stick to the one. Yeah, you gonna thing. have to help
2: the ladies. I, I, I can't. Help All right. Them. Yeah, I just help guy. guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let me read some super chats real quick. Uh. Take L's says dating is uh my gen dating for my generation is over the whole game is out of balance. Alawi S, my buddy was one of those top ten percent guys on Tinder. He said a lot of women he met had boyfriends and husbands. I'm sure you guys are doing the same. Whoa.
3: Wow!
2: Amazing. Did you just accuse me of being on Tinder? I don't. I'm not on Tinder. I don't do dating apps. Um, in fact, being hotep Jesus um panties are thrown at me I don't have to go looking um so couch Lance said uh, Instagram models belong in the kitchen talk to him so cow do you cook do you cook Chrissy
3: uh I'm able to cook is it good I don't know I, I could definitely spend more time where I thrive is baking for sure I could make a sick apple pie I can make a really good blueberry pie <laughs> um like when me and my boyfriend started dating he started really getting into cooking so thank god because if he didn't i would have had to step it up
2: is he younger or older
3: he's two years younger like a year and a half yeah
2: oh you got a younger guy
3: mm-hmm. rare right oh. yep
2: uh oh <laughs> what's what's uh does that help the relationship you think
3: no like we feel like the same age and in fact like mm-hmm. he has a 10 year old son so t- so sometimes in some ways it feels like he's older but then in other mm. ways it feels like i'm older so mm, mm. like it's in some ways it definitely i feel like more the adulty one so but mm. like the best you know most of the time we we feel like the same age and like you know just like good friends helping each other out
2: um my homie uh uh myron from fresh and fit podcast said that uh if a woman um flakes on a date you should punish her right like that
3: dick oh
2: (laughs) (laughs) he's basically saying like you know you have to let her know you know like look this is some bullshit uh no this won't be tolerated next time we go out you're paying like shit like that Mm, no no that's not the right response
3: i like if a guy flaked on me on a date i would I would go stone cold Steve Austin, but that's just me. Like I would I would overcorrect. I would be overly cold. I would be even harder to get if he were to try to like pursue and be like, you just, I just kind of wait and see how sorry they are. You know, if they flake and, and they're just, they're not trying to get, you know, I'll just be like, okay. And then I'll see what they do. And if they don't try to get back then you know that they're a true flake. But if they flake and then they're like, oh my God, you know, profusely apologizing here's what ha- what happened can i please make it up to you i'd be like yes you can get down there no i would um <laughs> i just i yeah i think i would i maybe this is just like a very female trait like i just sort of like wait and see like what they what they present you know and i mm-hmm. and i let that reflect how they feel about me i'm not about like yeah revenge don't make somebody pay like uh, off the bat like you're trying to figure out who this person is and if, if this person they go to like revenge when they get upset. Like that's not healthy. That's not great.
2: A man tells you for the first date, we're going Dutch. How do you feel? Are you canceling the date? Are you paying your half or?
3: I mean, ideally I would want the guy to pay for the first date. Cause after that, like I will offer to pay like every other time. And then I'll naturally pick up things. I always like, not that I keep a tab, but like, I think I keep pretty good track of like, what each person like pays for. And then I know some guys who are like months and years into their relationships and they're still paying for everything. So I think a lot of it depends on like each of your salaries, you know,
2: mm. What's your Zodiac Sun sign. Scorpio. Oh Lord, Jesus. What are you?
1: <laughs> I'm a Libra.
3: Oh, okay. Aww, so you care it's... about you? Libras care about fairness and... Um, justice and, but like Libra men are sensitive in like the best way. Like you're feeling, you know, you're not like a it's cold asshole.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds pretty accurate.
3: There's it's more cool. to it. Of course, like, you know, your moon sign and your rising are pretty vital too. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, do you know all your chart, chart things? Uh, your placements? Moon, is, moon is in, um, Scorpio. Ooh. Yeah. Okay.
2: Mars is um no Mars is in Scorpio. Moon is in fucking Cancer, I think, or some shit like that. Um, I just know my Mars is in Scorpio, and I have something else in Scorpio. Yeah, so That's like, cool,
3: yeah, I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would if I like, you. if I go, if like, if I let myself be the most like low vibration version of myself, like lowest of evolved, like I know, like anytime you meet a scorpio woman who's like not on their best self like they're big into revenge like they're big mm-hmm. into vindictiveness and manipula- manipulative whereas like if you're trying to be your best self like that that kind of turns into like being perceptive and um maybe a little bit of like a mind reader i so. feel like
2: scorpio women like to hunt for their men and don't like to be chased
3: Ooh, i love being chased but i also had that whole hunt phase, so.
2: Might be something there. Yeah. Mm, interesting, interesting. Well, Chrissy, it was a wonderful conversation. Is there anything else on your mind you'd like to hmm. um, talk about? Cause I have one more question before we go.
3: Oh, I'm very interested in your book. I think I think it's so fascinating, like this kind of like new generation-ish of like dating advice for men. It's like, it's 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 so different and it has to be so different than the past. Cause, mm. It's like, remember the whole trend of like the pickup artist guys and yeah. it's like, Oh, it's, it's a numbers game. And then it's like, then you meet actual women and you're like, no, it's just, just people like, right. And that's what it is. It's like, you got to bring your best self to try to meet another person. It's like, you got to work on your spiritual, physical, mental health. um, And that's tricky. And people say, oh, you don't, don't meet another person until you have all your shit together. It's like, well, that's going to take a while. <laughs> like, that's not really. Feasible either, like be continually working on all aspects of yourself while looking for somebody else who's also trying to improve themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You
3: know? Yeah,
2: hell yeah. I I I always practice inbound marketing, so um, I tried to figure out how could I make the woman come to me because I always felt like I had the upper hand if I did that.
3: Hmm. Oh, like just being um, magnetic. Yeah. Instead of the pursuer.
2: Correct. Yeah, and then you have to deal with rejection.
3: Hmm. but what if you what if the type of woman you want is not coming to you
2: then you do magic
3: <laughs> <laughs> i do have a like then you just get your crystals out
2: <laughs>
3: put them in the sun
2: <laughs> like, like like seriously there's like been a lot of women that um I've, I've wanted to date i wouldn't say a lot but there's been women i've wanted to date and I'm like, one day I'm going to have her in like two years. She pops into my life. You know what I mean? Like,
3: oh, so you manifest yeah?
2: manifest. Yeah. Like the law of attraction type thing. Um, so, you know, I practice a bit of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, back in the day, I was like, I was the guy that my friends would push, like, go talk to those group of girls over there, tell them to come over here. Like, I was that guy, right? Like, I remember one time. You were time, like the
3: hype man for the group. Yeah, because yeah. you were like the chum. They would throw you out. You're chumming the water. You're like this fun, talk, talkative guy. And then you right. would like bring them all back.
2: Yeah. And I'd entertain everybody and whatnot. Like one time we were at Seaside and MTV had the uh, Seaside thing or whatever. And Clue was down there with Lala. And the homies were like, yo, it's clone Lala, tell them you want to be on MTV. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, go do it. Don't you want to be on TV? I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. So <laughs> I like, I, you know, I was just like that outgoing, daring person who would do shit like that, you know? So I was always the one that had to go pick up the girls for the guys and shit like that. Um, but like, like if I was like really interested in a girl, I, I get like real shy and shit like that.
3: Yep. You know I mean? Yep. That's that's me too. Yeah. yeah. Cause I just was, I just can't handle the rejection. I just, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like
3: all of my dating, like, and yeah. Relationships were people who came to me and then you start thinking like, oh, what would it look like if I was going for the people I wanted? And it, then that starts to fuck you up. But I do right. think things happen for a reason and people, people like, um, are attracted to you. Cause like you're at that stage of your life where this is a good match and you're ready for this, like this kind of a person.
2: Yeah, yeah. I got advice from a pimp once. I met a pimp and um, and I just wanted to see like, you know, what do they think? So I put his advice in my book and um, it kind of confirmed some things for me. Oh yeah? But, um, yeah, it kind of confirms just about like women and human nature.
3: Did he confirm that it ain't easy? pimping
2: <laughs> i think just watching his lifestyle i could kind of see that <laughs> <laughs> like that's
3: that ain't easy <laughs> yeah because he was in and out of
2: jail and you know losing girls and all this type of shit um but he wasn't he wasn't the type of pimp that like abused women and shit like that he was kind of like a cool kind of like hey like we're gonna come out here we're gonna get some money we're gonna go to miami and get some money you know what I mean? type of dude and like chicks just chose him because he was just fucking cool as shit um but yeah um so i have a question for you Okay. Now, as a marketer, we do a lot of market research to make better products. So we ask people what they like about products and what they don't. Right. So okay, you invited me to be on your podcast. I came across your radar, and I'm wondering why you wanted to speak mm. to me out of you know the millions of people that you could have spoken to. Why did you want to have a conversation with Hotep Jesus? Why did you want to come on my platform today? Like, what well, what 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 is it that you like about Hotep Jesus? So I can refine that.
3: Mm because you answered my dm no <laughs> um, i i thought you were so smart and so different and like uh anytime you you encounter like a voice that's like you're really sure of yourself and you're sure of your opinions and especially if it's a little bit different than the mainstream and especially if your your voice is is yeah different than kind of like what a lot of us are being are used to being fed that always intrigues me
2: mm. okay uh segue question who should I have on my show next?
3: Ooh, okay. Um, Wow, there's so many. There's
2: so many, like, you know, and and the way I am, you know, I think I can succinctly be described as enigmatic, so I look for enigmatic people too. Somebody yes. who is like super intelligent, gonna come unique from left field and be entertaining at the same time. You know, is there anybody on your radar that's like, hey, they're Hotep Jesus-like, you know, and they're just like, wow.
3: Okay. Who- like i'm just thinking of int- who really good conversations i've had with recently uh like eric d july was really great him yeah he's like so smart it's like so cool we're talking about like he's like such a comic book nerd but i always love meeting people who are so into something that i'm not into and i feel like i can learn from right. that yeah yeah Ooh, this is like a whole world you know and anytime someone's like fired up and passionate about it but as far mm. as like comedians like or definitely okay like i know like you know Louis j gomez is great aaron berg is really great he's like i think he's one of the comics that's like kind of leading the charge on like anti-woke comedy and like not apologizing for just like just being funny hmm. uh what's and- his name aaron berg okay. p-e-r-g
1: okay i see him
3: yeah Cat and apostles? i think Yes, I think he used to be a stripper. He's oh, okay. from Canada, but gotcha. like now he's just a comedian. Aaron Burr comedy. I see him here on Instagram. Yeah, he's cool. really great. He has a show on on Compound Media, as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Are you like I, Michael like, Malice?
3: I love Michael Malice. Yeah, he's so great. Like I met him through Compound as well. Yeah. Um, He's one of all time. One of my all time favorites. Like I, I don't know. He feels like like the I don't know. I was going to say like the, like, he's like a wise dad almost, but he's probably only like just a couple of years older than me. Just like, so, so smart and like actually brave, you know? And he's Mm. so funny without like, he's not a comedian, but his, you know, and he has just such honest takes. Like, he'll just be like, Oh, like the left, like they, they want you dead, but they'll settle for your submission. Like that really has stuck with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, Predictions on 2024 elections. 2024? You know who, who's going to dethrone Kamala Harris?
3: Okay. Um, you I got any predictions like on see... if
2: Biden's going to make it through these next four
3: years? I don't think he's going to make it through. But again, this has been one long weekend at Bernie's situation. Uh, they're just cutting him off more. They're just going to put a lid on it like earlier and earlier. And just keep him from talking to people. And even if he were to like fall down somewhere, I bet they've got clones ready to go. I bet they've got like body doubles, just like on ice. They got to thaw one out. All right, thaw thaw out Biden 2.0, we got to bring him out like this, you know. Yeah. For sure there's clones, for sure the media is going to like, uh, just treat him with kid gloves and and cover for him every step of the way. And it's just like, and I don't know if this is just part of getting older or just like, ugh, I'm just so disgusted by like all these politicians, but I like, I do have hope for like, for the future, you know, like that, who is like the governor of um, South Dakota and you also just don't know who's going to run. You mm-hmm. know, it's like people say, oh, Candace Owens would be great. And you just don't know who's going to be interested. Mm uh yeah i think i would get biden i think will still stay in office but again they'll have like they'll have doubles and they'll have you know like a you know someone will have a hand up his back telling him you know what to to do with some puppet situation
2: yeah i've seen that you know um it, it, it seems like they make him dump some adderall and then stuff wears out after a while and then he's like stuttering and shit like that
3: is bad an old man should i was i used to be on adderall like old people should not be on adderall because it mm. just leaves you thirsty and confused after a few hours
2: yeah i love adderall um anyway um i haven't had some in in a, in a while if you got to connect me. Okay. um <laughs> but yeah i you know um it is the first time since woodrow wilson we've had a puppet that hasn't even been present um you know, it's basically just taking order from somebody else.
3: Oof, know? yeah. Yeah, it's really kind of sad to see. And imagine how much we're not seeing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's really creepy in some ways because it's like, all right, you guys put this guy here so you guys can just like control things. Cause the other day he was like on some, you know, doing some whatever. And he's like, Whatever you say, Nancy, what whatever you need me to do, Nancy? And I'm just like, yo, he's really got like a handler.
3: Yeah. And he's just, he like just like has- a, he has to yes everybody around him when usually it's like the other way around everyone has to like yes the president like they're afraid of making him pissed and he's just like walking around like a- afraid of who's who he's whose shoes he's gonna step on
2: right yeah Wild. we got like a real like puppet like like it's really weird it's really weird and and it, i think with the, the 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 weird part is how silent people are about this like the only people talking about eerie. it. It's eerie. It's very eerie. I know y'all see this decrepit man up here not making no decisions and y'all feel cool with this shit. Nobody's going to say anything.
3: Yeah, it's like your precious $15 an hour is not happening. Like the minimum wage is not happening. Like the the things that he ran on are not happening. Like you got tricked again, you know?
2: Right. They got the kids in cages again or in containers now, I guess.
3: Box type uh, devices with holes. Yes, it's all. <laughs>
2: I saw Saki today. Um, they asked her about, you know, there's been triple amount of people captured at the border. And she was like, I can't confirm those numbers. DHS runs that. And I'm just like,
3: uh, how convenient. Yeah. Like,
2: like y'all didn't have the energy for Trump when, you know, Trump was running the border, but he's done triple what Trump did. And like people were just silent. And it's just like, are we surrounded by a bunch of critical bigots? Um, Cause that's dangerous for our country.
3: It's so sad. It's like, all, are you happy? Are you happy with all this, all this? Just so that your team could win, your side could win. Like, the guy you hated is out. Like, are you happy now? Like, is right. this... Honestly, look at your life. Is it much better? Yeah. It's like, you just have more expensive gas now.
2: Because cause we're supposed to keep the government officials in check. And it seems like we're not doing that because orange no. man bad is gone and, and people don't want to.
3: The people that are trying to do it are, are being censored or being purged. Right. And, and then, and then the, it's almost like, yeah, big tech is censoring them. And then the people that are like kind of supposed to be on our level are censoring us are coming after us are like labeling us like Nazis. It's like we're self-censoring from inside the fucking bubble
2: yeah like uh gina carano she used that nazi reference but the left always uses the nazi reference and then she didn't get the same treatment back um yeah so she got canceled
3: but i think i think people are becoming like braver i I think it's like i i really do feel hopeful I, i think there is a like there has been a movement like you know i think definitely being around like actually going to like MAGA rallies and, and learning like, oh, well, these, these people are like, not what I expected. Like they really do like meeting people who really fucking love this country and are mm. not gonna like go down without a fight has actually like uh, given me strength. And it's like, okay, like there's not all, they're not the most vocal on social media, but there really are a lot of people out there who are not um, just gonna like hand, hand the country over, you know? Mm,
2: mm. Do you think Hotep Jesus would be as popular if he wasn't black? hmm i don't think so
3: no probably not you'd have to be called something else
2: i'd have to be something else right
3: yeah i think i think if you were like white or even if you were if you were chinese you'd be very successful um (laughs) i think think if i was white
2: i'd be like a white nationalist right be like alt. maybe
3: yeah maybe you'd be you'd be alt white you'd be maybe like yeah maybe you'd be a proud boy maybe you'd be like along the lines of a michael Malice. i think in whatever form that you were in you would make a difference that you'd make an impact
2: yeah
0: because
3: you're special yeah mm. Mm.
2: i think i get away with a lot of the shit just because i'm black
3: well that's the thing is like we all have a superpower we all like get away with something because of mm. who we are so mm. it's just how do you use that for the most good
2: mm. a man doesn't have the luxury to show his emotions and that's his that's his uh, fate, right? That's his weakness. But at least he doesn't have to bleed once a month.
3: True, that that's- is a pain. And then you attract all those bears, and you're like, ugh, again.
2: <laughs> bears.
3: <laughs> Get out of here, bears.
2: But that's a trade-off, right? You know? All, but you, don't
3: have to, you don't have to give birth.
2: We don't know? have to give birth, right, yeah. we And we're not burdened by emotions either.
3: True, it is definitely, is totally a burden because like, like women can totally like overanalyze and harp on stuff and like weigh us down in ways like it, it doesn't have to, you know, mm-hmm. like we'll carry it around. Like we could just put it down. Like sometimes guys are just better at like, let me just put it down for now and focus on this task. And it's like, I can't work. I'm still thinking about, I fucking my my kid fell down the stairs and I just laughed. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know why that's the first thing I thought of, <laughs> but.
2: What do you tell people um, on how to fight this cancel culture?
3: oh, uh, you can't apologize. You cannot, especially um, n- like not for a joke, not for something that was not ill intended. You can never apologize because it's never enough. It'll never stop the, the whatever, the woke police, whoever, <laughs> losers of the internet. Like they just want to see you never create again. They want to take away your life force. It's not about like, oh, it's not about this one joke or the fact that you said jink or like whatever it is. It's like... They just want you gone because I think what is so threatening to see is like somebody not behaving, somebody not obeying, somebody being strong, really like having a sense of humor, having a strong mind is, is like threatening to people who just like follow the leader and then they watch TV and they go to sleep, they go to work. It's like, it's hard to like lead an ambitious life that makes a difference. You know, it's much easier to, to fall in line and be a consumer Mm. So I think when they see examples of people like not doing what's expected of them, I think it challenges them. It makes them go, "Oh shit, am I living my fullest life? Am I am I like censoring myself? Am I stifling myself? Do I have some like genius within me that I'm that's dormant?" So mm. I think it's like people are threatened by, you know, cre- creativity, brave, you know, bravery so it's not about apologizing it's about like you are triggering like weaker people Mm -hmm. so dimming your light bringing yourself down doesn't uplift these folks like these folks have to find a way to uplift themselves but like shine you know turning your light down doesn't doesn't fix them it just you're just you know fucking yourself or you're just turning your light down for no reason
2: yeah uh Kenny Hotep, what up homie? He said I think we're going to see less and less of Joe in the media. They got to string him out as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um strange times we're in. Very, very strange times.
3: Yeah. Um I thought by now I'd have to break into like emergency food. You know, remember when people were like, uh, "You don't know what's going to happen." Get rice and flashlights, you know. I had friends who were like, I'm moving to the woods after January 20th. They're like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm going to get a log cabin. No, <laughs> it's good that, I'm, you know, that's not really happening.
2: It's like yeah. the, the most we have to worry about is like some liberal getting upset about our social media account and then getting us fired or something like that. Right.
3: Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, the right people are figuring out who's going to be running next. And I think it's just up to us, you know, just like be as smart as we can and and, and know what you value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not just about who runs for president, right? It's like the other little local positions.
2: I think that's where the right slacks off. They don't spend enough time talking about what they value. They spend Mm -hmm. so much time reacting to what's going on with the left.
3: Yeah, and I sometimes wonder if the left just like does that on purpose, like to trigger the right. Like, you know, you'll see some crazy like like just today at dinner like my uh my boyfriend's mom was looking at something she was like oh my god look at this and it was like this trans woman or man talking about how like little girls can be kinky like it was an outrageous claim oh i saw that and um and i was like i feel they just put this stuff out there to trigger us it's like and and there are definitely the way ways in which like the right like triggers the left or whatever but Mm -hmm. some of these things you just got to be like okay come on this is like you're they're just poking the beehive. Like, is this is it real? Other than this one image, is this really like a real threat? You know.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Strange times, strange times. Chrissy, it was wonderful having you. It was wonderful getting you, getting me out of my rut. I got to thank you. You were in a rut. I just wasn't motivated to do this. You
3: know what? To be honest, I was very tired too because I ate a lot of pasta before this podcast. I was I felt sleepy yeah. and I was like, "No, you got to get it up, girl. You got to have some coffee." And uh yeah, I'm glad we did it. Well, you know, it,
2: it, not just tonight. I'm just saying period. Like getting on YouTube's becoming less and less fun for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I I I want to kind of just drift into the darkness hmm and not be seen one day
3: okay maybe you need a little vacation like a little or you need to talk to like uh get some different people i'll send you like a list of guests you know people that might spark your
2: spark some inspiration yeah
3: sparkiness yeah you just need a little spunk
2: yeah and you kind of got me back you know in the flow of things right and on the night tonight was awesome yeah i had a really great show Um, fun yeah so thank you for for getting me back on the horse and I appreciate you. Um, You want to plug anything before you leave? You got any shows coming up?
3: Oh, yes, I do. Um, If you guys are in, I do stand up as well. Um, you March gotta tell 20th. You a joke before you leave, too. Oh, really? Okay, so here's my joke that I tell people when they ask me to tell a joke. Usually this is reserved for Uber drivers who go, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. Okay, so if mothers have Mother's Day and fathers have Father's Day, what do single guys have?
2: Mothers have Mother's Day. Fathers have Father's Day and what day do single guys have
3: right so if mothers have mother's day and fathers have father's day what do single guys
0: have
2: single day single man day
3: palm sunday
2: (laughs) that's
1: so fucked
2: up (laughs) that's so fucked up you're gonna get all the christians triggered oh
3: no (laughs) <laughs> oh no. Alright, I Palm forgot. Sunday. It's an it's an actual day too. And
2: is it like Palm Sunday like coming up with didn't that just pass? Yeah.
3: Oh maybe. Yeah. I think it was was it Ash Ash Day? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not Ash Catholic. Day. <laughs> <laughs> <That> ashy day. <laughs> you just don't put any lotion on all day. Ash
2: Wednesday. I was raised <laughs> Catholic, so um, uh, but yeah, go ahead, plug your show.
3: Oh yeah, so Comedians of the Compound is gonna be at Mo- in Morris Plains, New Jersey, it's called Tiff's Ale House. Um, get tickets for that, it's myself, Aaron Berg, who I mentioned before, super funny guy, lots of other really funny comedians uh, from Compound Media. And then I actually have a whole tour, it's called the Domestic Terrorist Tour. I'm gonna be uh, a few dates in Florida, I'm gonna be at like the Boca Black Box Theater, uh, April 31st, and then the Lake Park Black Box Theater in Palm Beach, May 1st, Splitters in Tampa, May second, uh, and then I got a bunch of other dates. You know, Nashville, Huntsville, Alabama, Appleton, Wisconsin. Oh, uh, everything can be found on my website, chrissymayr.com. C h r i s s i e m a y r. Check out the Chrissy Mayer podcast. Yeah, t- check out the episode that Hotep Jesus was on. That was like one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I talked to. I have something for everybody. I talked to porn stars. I talked to comedians. I talked to like political personality types. Um. So hopefully there's when something I, there you like.
2: When I went to your Twitter profile, it had a different link than your website. Why did you have that one there? Is that like to buy tickets for a recent show or something?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll have the link to buy tickets for like the next live show that I'm doing.
2: Okay. I got you. Right. So I, in the box, um, if you want, send me a DM and I'll switch the link out of the box. Right now it points to your Twitter account just to make sure okay. people know who to follow.
3: Yeah. Okay, cool. Hmm.
2: Oh yeah. Awesome. Go ahead and get out of here. I appreciate you. I'm going to close out the show.
3: Thanks, Brian.
1: I, no doubt. Talk to you soon. Okay. Paybo. Hey, that was Chrissy Mayer. Awesome show. Awesome show. Um, feels good to be back.
2: I'm glad she got me out of this. She's fun. She's fun. She's somebody I would definitely like hang out with and drink a beer with. Uh, really cool individual um read this last super chat uh tom the mailman said uh palm sunday straight gangster yeah that was wild that was a wild ass joke um go ahead and hit the uh like subscribe button this podcast will be on spotify soundcloud and apple so make sure you go type in sharp conversation sharp with an e uh, on those uh stations go check out my previous podcast and this one shortly Peace out, y'all. Hotel.
0: Love y'all.